0: Nehemiah 8, 6, and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. When we receive a word from the Lord, our answer should be, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let them say amen If you believe the word Let the whole church say amen God has spoken So let the church say amen Lift your hands, lift your hands God has spoken So let the church say, Amen. Thank you Lord, God has spoken. So let the church say, Amen.
1: Well, good morning, my sisters and my brothers. Let the church say amen. When God speaks, our response should be amen. We greet you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dr. Willie Lee Patterson III, Pastor of the Redeemed Community Church, located at 6254 Howells Ferry Road in Mobile, Alabama. Well, we love the Lord. We serve a risen savior and we're just grateful to come to you by way of the miracle of radio thank God for technology thank God for the knowledge that he allows mankind to achieve with inventions and and we're just so grateful and and, and we have now moved into what we call Lent as Wednesday it was last Wednesday at the Mardi Gras festivities uh, that's in Mobile and New Orleans, all across the United States. Now Mardi Gras just about taken off and it's all now over. We're now preparing for Easter and this season we call Lent. People give up certain things as they make preparation for that resurrected Sunday morning. We're just grateful to God that we're yet still here and and we are thankful to God. We had a a a biopsy, and it came back favorable for us, negative, no cancer in this body. I just thank and praise God for taking care of me now 60 years and still going strong, still has mission and ministry to achieve on this side. I thank God for our food bank that's going on right now at the Redeemed Community Church on this morning, every Third Saturday from nine to ten a.m. Uh, the ladies are there preparing uh, to give to those that are in need of food, and so if you have an opportunity to go by and let the church bless you, uh, please do. Uh, just bring a, a picture ID with you. And my brothers and sisters, uh, it's just a pleasure to share the word. And this month has been a roller coaster for me, and uh, just dealing with death and what I call sometimes unexpected death and potential sickness in the body, but yet God said no. So I just want to talk this morning um, from this subject, (laughs) a conflicted heart. Let's look at the scripture this morning as we get ready now to share this word with you. Philippians 1. I think I started reading that verse number 21. As Paul pens this letter to the church at Philippi, uh, he says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I, I shall choose, I walk not, for I am in a strait betwixt two having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by coming to you again a conflicted heart to
0: what his plans are share, to what his words say Let
1: the church say amen. Amen. We thank God. Andre Crouch featuring Marvin Winans. Let the church say amen. My sisters and my brothers, we all have those days where we are downright weary. Our bodies are tired. We're mentally drained. We're physically drained. And and life seems to be weighed in on us. It's heavy. And sometimes we want to. Give the white tower of surrender. And just move away from this place and fly away. And be with the Lord. Paul here chooses some powerful words as he writes to the church at Philippi. Now these are powerful words spoken by Paul, choosing to live for Christ's glory. Now he explains that it is great, but dying for Christ or in Christ is even better. I know when we hear this, people get upset and and it's amazing to me that believers talk about heaven, but nobody wants to leave earth. Nobody's in a hurry. As a matter of fact, you ask me how I know nobody's trying to leave here. Oh, pain and aches in our body. We consult the doctor. Headache. Give me some a leave. Backache. Whatever it takes to prolong this life, my brothers and sisters, we are doing just about everything we can. We take natural herbs and vitamins and we get our exercises and we do whatever is necessary to prolong life on this side. And so it's not a bad thing except for the message of being here for us as believers all to be predicated on uh, living for Christ on this side. Not so much so we can enjoy the the the, the things of the flesh in the world. And so when you think of this thing, the consideration with the concept of living for Christ, and then consider the, I call it a dichotomy, if you will, a comparison of dying for gain. And when you think about it, there's great benefit in both of these, and, and that is what we want to explore just a little deeper today. So, Paul, in the context, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Let's look at what's going on here before we go go straight into that verse. So, Paul wrote the letter. Philippians, probably around 62 AD. And most likely, he was a prisoner in Rome. The overall theme of the book is one of joy and encouragement to the church in Philippi. Paul continually expresses his thankfulness and heartfelt appreciation for this church all throughout the book. Philippians is unique in that Paul is not addressing any real pressing issues or problems in the church except for a disagreement between Euodia and Syntyche. Two people who worked with Paul in the spreading of the gospel and helping to build the church in Philippi. Now, Paul opens with his standard greetings that he typically used. It included grace and peace and identify who he is and the audience to whom he is writing. In chapter one, he expresses how he really feels about this church. And you can hear his emotions coming forth throughout this chapter. It's this emotion that really helps to understand the meaning and context of Philippians 1 and 21. To live is Christ. To die is gain. But let's go back, my sisters and brothers, to uh, Philippians 1 and 20. Paul says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed. But we have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, rather by life or by death. Now, there were two words I really want to focus on in this verse. Ashamed and exalted. Paul's concern was that he would live in such a way that would not bring shame to the gospel and the cause of Christ. He wanted to live a life that would exalt Christ in every phase of life, regardless if it meant living or if it meant dying. So then what's the meaning of Philippians 1 and 21? To live is Christ, to die is gain. Well, let's look at both parts of of, of this, 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 this scripture here. What does it really mean, my sisters and brothers, to live is Christ, to die is God, to live is Christ. This simply means that everything you do in this life should be for Christ. If you go to school, it's for Christ. If you work, it's for Christ. If you get married and have a family, it is for Christ. If you serve in ministry, play on a team, whatever you do, You do it with the mindset that it is for Christ. You want him to be exalted in every aspect of your life. The reason this matters is because by exalting him, you can potentially create an opportunity for the gospel to go forward. When Christ is exalted in your life, he can open the door for you to share him with others. This gives you the chance to win them over, not just by what you say, but by how you live as well. And so when you think about when you go to work, how can you further the gospel on the job without getting in trouble with the boss man? How can you encourage somebody, maybe sprinkle just a little nugget from God's word to somebody that may be going through. In school, so many people go through so much, so much drama, so much stress, and perhaps you can be that voice that can encourage them. Your marriage, your family, your children, uh, uh, beyond just your marriage, perhaps you'll be the one that will lead a couples group, a, a ministry for marriage couples and and allow people to be encouraged as they share their plights being parents or, or even their troubles being husband and wife. See, our mission here as a child of God is to live for Christ. And so when we understand that. God may not be done with it. A lot of times people think it's all over because what the doctor has said, but your ministry, your mission, your purpose is not complete until God says it's complete. Unless we live so wickedly and so even and we hasten our death, Ecclesiastes 7 and 17. And so my brothers and sisters, then what do we do? God's not done with us. We learn to consult the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God says, oh, there's much work to do. And I think about Moses when the people had gotten him to the place of exasperation, exhausted by leading God's people so much so that he disobeyed God's instructions to him to speak and not strike the, huh? the rock. And so what happens when we're tired? Sometimes our thoughts of just being done with the troubles of this world. But we must consult the spirit of God. And then we must also consider his will for our life. Oftentimes, we want to take the shortcut and say, I'm done. We sing a song, soon I'll be done. We'll be done with the troubles of this world. We're going home to be with the Lord. Now, nothing wrong with that song, but it keeps this journey in proper context, which gets to the next point when Paul says to die is gain. What could be better than living for Christ? No more struggling with this flesh. No more choosing wrong and right is right there in front of us. No more being this wretched man that I am, this wretched woman that you are. Uh, We can say we have been set free. We have been fully converted, and we have now reached the other side. No more flesh. So that's a great reward. So Paul looks at this thing. I can live for Christ, but after all he'd been through, he was sound a little bit resolved that he was ready to go. But he said, if I am to go on living in this body, this would mean fruitful labor labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? He was not contemplating suicide. Let's be real clear there. He simply said, I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. I try to grasp, my sisters and brothers, what Paul is saying here. That you will truly understand the meaning and context of Philippians 1 and 21. For Paul to keep living would be beneficial for the church in Philippi and everyone else he was ministering to. He could keep serving them and be a blessing to the body of Christ. That's why People don't want you to leave this side because you're beneficial and you're doing a great work for the Lord. So sometimes we're on the wall. And we can't come down. We got too much to do. You, you, you think you may be done, but God says no, not so fast. And so Paul says he was in between Two opinions. Have you ever felt like you were tired and wrong, wanted to throw in a towel? See, when you think about the sufferings of this life. Now, Paul was in prison when writing this letter. And all the challenges he faced. He understood that as great as it is to serve Christ in his life, it was better to die and go be with Christ forever. This does not mean brothers and sisters you should want to die just because of the pressures of life just because it's getting heavy and you you don't ever want to have that mindset of I just want to just lay down and die and leave. But it is important that we understand that death for a Christian is not the ending but rather it's the Beginning in death, you lay down your struggles, you lay down your stress, you lay down your sickness, you lay down all these ills that come against us. You complete, and this is the key word you complete your race, and then you enter into the presence of God for all eternity. And that's the experience. Every believer, and that truly, my sisters and brothers, would be the greater reward. To die is gain. But in the meantime, and in between time, we got a race to run. We got a mission. and We can't stop. We can't stop now. So sometimes we want to ask the Lord to just simply deliver us from difficulties. Sometimes we just want some relief. Sometimes problems are not just irritating, but truly dangerous. Even a gentlest soul may reach a point where something has to give. Now, David, if you look at Psalm 17, David cries out to God that his cause was just. we're experiencing conflict with others, it's instinctive to think that we're right and we may go to great lengths to convince ourselves and others of this. In fact, the more we feel is at stake, the more difficult it is, to be honest. With that in mind, we understand the troubles of life. The difficulty we must go through, through the valley of the shadow of death, but yet we keep on keeping on. We know that God is with us. We know that our actions should be good. Our intentions should be pure. And God will then be satisfied with us. So although life gets hard sometimes, And I'll admit there have been moments when I was just exhausted. Ready to give up. Give out. And say I surrender. I'm ready to come home, God. But I've also learned that in this life, in this journey as a child of God, we are certainly Certainly, we'll face trials and tribulations, troubles, trouble in my way. Sometimes we have to cry. Yes, sometimes we lay awake at night. The sunrise said, but that's all right. So I know that Jesus will fix it after a while. So we keep pressing our way. We keep pleading our cause. And we keep praying. We trust in God. God had great work for Paul. And so Paul said, I know there's game, but it would be fruitful if I stay here with you a little while longer. He could teach more. He could educate, enlighten, and convince a lost soul To confess Jesus. So I want to say to you, as we heard on to a close today, life is sure to throw some balls your way, some curveballs, some surprises, some moments where you just want to quit. Downright just quit. But I was taught years ago that a winner never quits. And a quitter never wins. The Bible talks about the race that is set before us. We must run this race with patience. There's a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on. You can do this. We're praying for you. We're cheering for you. Paul said it best at the end of his journey. I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith and I finished my course. We can't short circuit. We got to go through it to get to it. We must continue to believe that he who began a good work in us will see us through. And he will perfect that which he has called us to do. The power of God is with us. The Holy Spirit will comfort us in those moments of distress, in those moments where we just think that it's over and I can't take it anymore. I don't care what happens. I'm sick of people. I'm sick of saints. I'm sick of their headaches, their problems, their trouble. I'm sick of being sick and tired. I'm just tired. I want to fly away. But God says not so fast. You got to run this race with patience. You must believe that God is with you. We have the right to call on God. Who do you turn to? I go to the rock. Where does your comfort come from? Jesus, my constant companion. Some people call him a four-day traveler. He walks with me and he talks with me and he reminds me that I am his child. So though Paul was in between two opinions, he knew that when Christ said it was over, then it was over. All of us have some mountains to climb, some valleys to come out of. But I've learned to lean and depend on him. So though my heart may be conflicted every now and then, God shakes me back to reality. I never told you it'd be easy. But I didn't bring you this far to leave you now. I see you. I hear you. I see your tears, but they're just temporary. Keep pressing your way. Keep praising your way. Stay on the battlefield, my brother. Stay on the battlefield, my sister. This race is not given to the strong or the swift. But to the one that endures until the end. God speaks. And we say amen. This has been the redeemed Community Church our outreach ministry which is sponsored by our redeemed Community Church you can catch us on Facebook every Sunday beginning at 9 o'clock a.m. with Sunday School followed by our 10 a.m. worship service if you're ever in Mobile come worship with us God bless you may God keep you is our prayer until next Saturday. God bless you.